When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Austin, Texas, what's really poppin'? Welcome to Chad and Zay on this Friday, July 21st, 43 days away from Texas football, 48 days away from the NFL season. A lot of good sports talk today. It's been a great week. I know a lot of y'all off because this is Austin, Friday, people get off early and stuff. So if you're driving home in your car or you just at the crib, we on the horn, 1049-1019-AM1260. Stream it, hornfm.com, YouTube, and Twitch. Chad Hastings still out on vacation. We'll be back Monday. I am Zay Collier. And today... Again, a lot of good guests this week from Bucky Gobble, Cameron Parker, Keenan Womack. And y'all know on these airwaves, when it comes to Westlake Chaparrales, it takes a lot, like a ton, for me to mess with you, for you to be my guy. There's the rare Kevin Dunn's of the world. You know, Sam Ellinger's my dude, Justin Tucker, the Chris Mims, Brock Cunningham's, and this guy here who's joining me today on Chad and Zay. Special place in my heart because he took my spot after I was done producing Bucky and Aaron. He's a Westlake chaparral. Texas State grad, even though he was living on West Campus. Follow him on Twitter at Texas Guy Ty. Ty Henderson, what's popping, man? Nothing much. How are you? I'm thanks good, for having man. me. Hey, thanks for coming on this Friday, There's man. Some kind words, kind of there. Yeah, hey, you know what? I have to show you your love, dog. Like you and I, we share a deep bond. Like every person that's produced Bucky and Aaron, you know how iconic that show is. You know you know, what it means to have that relationship with Bucky Gobble, with Aaron Hogan. And it's very special. And Definitely. like guys like Brad Kellner have paved the way. Adam Wagner have paved the way. And Trey Elling, all those guys I'm cool with, like really tight with. And we all just have a certain bond with one another from producing that show. And you and I, even though you're a Westlake Chaparral, we got that bond, so yeah, I appreciate you. I, I trained with you a few days before I started. You that, showed me the ropes. That's right, bro. Put you on game a little bit. Yo, one of my favorite moments with you where I knew I was like, yo, this is my dude. Texas OU game, Cotton Bowl, 
Red River rivalry now. Yep. That, that's what we're calling the hell to hell. You know, I still call it the shootout. Yeah, what do I got it's to been lose? like 15 years? Yeah, man, shootout, whatever. <laughs> Y'all know, man, I don't mean any harm in that. It's no crazy malice stuff. Like, it's the shootout. But that day, which was a marvelous day for obvious reasons, 49-0. I mean, how can you beat that as a Longhorn fan? But you and I sat by each other. My wife was there. You had your family there, your bro, I think your pops was yeah, there. Yeah, my, my dad was a few, few seats stuff. down. Yeah. And you were looking loud as hell, for one, rocking the Indianapolis Colts <laughs> yeah. blue Sam Ellinger jersey, like in the sea of burnt orange and white. This full tie was wearing the Indianapolis Colts Sam Ellinger jersey, which is so fire. But, yeah, you were loud as hell that day. And you were turned up. You, you were on one a little bit. Just, you know, yeah, on the I mean, way. It was a long ride from Austin to Dallas, and I don't think you put down the cup. No, I like to, you know, I like to take part in some beverages before some Texas games. I feel like, <laughs> you, I, I feel like my, my performance in the stadium it, it, it contributes to whether we win or lose. I'm one of those people. Yeah, you know? your performance, again, was on one. We were around a lot of frat guys, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, a lot of, you know, fraternity girls and frat guys, a lot of students. They were in my area. Ex- yeah, exactly. They were in your area. Wrong area <laughs> to be in. Like, I wasn't playing that stuff either, and, you know, if you've been to the Texas OU game at the Cotton Bowl, it's a little congested. It, it could be a little tight in there, and if you want to sit down, you're going to be, you know, rubbing elbows, and I was throwing elbows like ludicrous and well, stuff you had to like break that. Well, you had to break up a fight pretty and much. Yeah, to, that's to, what, to, yo, that's what I'm getting to. This, <laughs> these frat dudes, they want, they're all boys. They want to stand by each other and sit by one another because, again, everybody wants to take in this marvelous game with your homies, but this – this dude, Ty, he was in your spot, and he wasn't supposed to be there. And he tried to justify it by saying, No, bro, I'm just trying to be here with my men. Like, I'm trying to be here with my friends. And, dog, you weren't playing that. Mm-mm. I like. I was like, yo, this dude, Ty, before that time, I was like, yo, this dude, Ty, fun, go, happy, lucky guy, loves life, enjoys life. Again, you were on one that day drinking a little bit, but... Yo, once they pressed your buttons, you were ready to throw down. Yeah. And you were like, yo, no, I'm not playing this, dog. You either get up out of my seat or we're going to have a serious problem. And I had to hold you back a little bit. I was like, yo, I'm loving this right now, but I don't want you to get kicked out, baby. Oh, I can't have you get kicked out right here. <laughs> you were sitting back for a second, then I just heard, like, oh, hold on, hold on. I don't think you wanted me flying into your wife and, the, like, you know, she. Well, yeah, there uh, was that. I had just met her, like, Three minutes beforehand, like I'm yeah. sure she thinks I'm a, a crazy oh, idiot. Yeah, oh yeah, but. yeah, yeah, yeah. She thinks you, you're you're a crazy one, but man, that was a really oh, it's a great day. memory. I tell and, that I tell that story all the time. Yeah, you gotta check those frat boys though. No, they can't, you know. And plus, oh boy, he was little too, and his boys didn't have his back either because I had Joe back and my big black ass. I. I'm a friendly teddy bear, but I can look intimidating when I want to. You know what I'm saying? Like, I I could go Mark Henry OG style, like, when I want to and just, you know, get that look. And they weren't playing well, that. Well, that's the thing. 95% of the time, if you give someone that look, they usually will back down. And what? Did did I not end up before the game even started? I ended up, I think we shared a beer. I shared a beer with, right. the, with those guys. That's right. And I was like, all right, y'all cool. Like, Called we're it truth. All... We were all high-fiving. <laughs> like, when it became 21-0, we were all high-fiving we were all stuff. Fr- Yeah, I sat Everybody... next to him the whole game. I was like... <laughs> 
You know, like it's funny how the course of the football game could change. Oh, like how you're feeling. Those are about some of the people. best. The people that you never see, you'll maybe never see again. If you do see them, you'll probably see them at a te- another Texas game. But just building those those three hour relationships. Right, like, that's something that I I live for. Yeah, yeah. Any what, kind of sporting event. What? Because you always go to games. What's been your favorite game that you can remember? Because I know you've been going to UT games since childhood. But what's been the favorite game that you've been a part of? Um, like when at, you're in at, the at DKR or anywhere, the, anywhere Texas, Texas play. Probably at recently, probably the Texas OU game where Dicker hit the hit the game winner, and, okay. Ky- and Kyler Murray went like flame flower, thrower mode. Ah, uh, yeah, he the, went crazy at the end. That yeah. run where he went down the sideline. Yeah, we were all like, because uh, you know it was it had a similar feel to last year where you know it was a, it was a party for most of the game because we were whooping them, but yeah. and then it, it came back and then of course Cameron Dicker sealed the deal. But that that was probably one of the more fun games. I, when I was thinking about it though, most of the games that I remember and that were the most hype at DKR, I think Texas lost. Ugh. Think about the Alabama game last year. Yeah. That was fun, even though it was 11 a.m. The LSU game a few years ago. Yeah. That was that. I think that was a more rowdy environment than the Alabama game. Oh, I still remember what was it? I think it was 37, 31 at the time, and Joe Burrow when he dodged all that contact and he made the. Th- I think he was getting hit and made the throw to Justin Jefferson, who took it Down to the south, end zone. Yeah. yeah well, yeah, when, when, you, when you run down. an all-out blitz. Uh, yeah. on third and 15. Maybe it wasn't the best call. Maybe it wasn't the best call, but... Well, if we Keontae did... Ingram also doesn't fumble, oh, like, how many how many times... He lost us two games that year. The other one was what? It wasn't Oklahoma State Tech? Which one was it? Because um, he, he fumbled another one. He fumbled the LSU game away, and then he fumbled later that, like, the next week. Yeah. I think it, yeah, I think it was Oklahoma State or something like yeah, that. Yeah, then he was putting up numbers... At USC, yeah, ain't that a bit? and now he's on the Cardinals. Ain't that a bit? God, grief, but hey, salute to Keontae Ingram. Glad he's doing better now. Jam Pack Sports Day. Thank you, Ty Henderson, for joining me on Chat and Zay. But oh, Ty, when will these athletes learn? You know, when it comes to when you get drafted, or even before that, like when you know that you're going to be something because a lot of guys, everybody wants to go pro NFL, MLB, NBA. Everybody wants to get to the next level when they're a college athlete. And you look up to guys growing up and you see different examples of what to do and what not to do. You know, if I'm thinking about MLB, I probably look at Pete Rose and that's one of those not to do. Maybe Barry Bonds, Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa, not to do. Even though those guys all had great careers. Again, Barry, how does yeah, yeah, I love, I love the steroid era. So yeah, that's <laughs> a different story. I love the steroid era. My favorite era in sports. That's what made me really enjoy baseball and say, okay, this game isn't as slow as I thought. Like you could really put some fun into it. But NBA wise, you got guys like John Morant. You know, and Allen Iverson, who was kicking his baby mama out the crib butt-ass naked. Never then, heard that story. You never heard that story? Bro, AI was, during his Philly days, I, I he knew was he, out of control. Yeah, I, I knew that. I, I didn't know the specifics of oh, uh, man. any of those stories, like, really. I want to say the either the year after or the same year they went to the finals with L.A., 
he had something going on with his baby mama, and he was looking for, like, with the pistol all over Philadelphia. And, like, then they got into a fight or something, and he kicked her out, and she was butt naked, like, outside the house, which is Iverson's house. Obviously, you're going to get attention. I mean, it's around 02, 03, maybe 01. I don't know, but it's not the social media that we have now. Mm -hmm. If it was, wow. Like, if AI had the social media that we do now, Twitter, Instagram, all the stuff with the cameras, and everybody has a phone, we would think of AI very different. People, the players used to be a lot worse because of that. Oh, fact. Hell yeah. You can get away with it. I mean, Michael Jordan, we consider him one of the greatest athletes ever. And I mean, we we already know some of the shady stuff he was up to. Oh. I'm sure there would have been a lot more that'd come out if, if he was put in the position that a lot of these guys today are. You're right. Jordan got baggage, Jordan got luggage. So, you know, you gotta look at these athletes and their examples for the better or worse. There's always, you know, role models and stuff. I understand that, but when you see things like Jalen Carter at Georgia and the situation that he's in, now he's good now, but somebody lost their life in that situation, even though he wasn't involved, involved. He was in the other car, right? Right. Okay. Then you got Henry Ruggs, whose whole life was ahead of him, played for Nick Saban, winning national championships, high pick. Goes to Vegas. We know what happened there. Killed somebody in a car accident going way too fast. And now we have another player who hasn't even taken a snap yet in the National Football League. And a guy that I thought had a big chance of coming to Texas last year when he was trying to decide after he won the award for best wide receiver in college football at Pitt and instead going to Texas, he ended up going to USC, Jordan Addison, and the situation that he's in now, he was cited for speeding and reckless driving after Minnesota State Patrol pulled him over for a ridiculous driving 140 miles per hour in a 55-mile-per-hour speed zone. Was he drunk? I don't know. It doesn't I just, say. I didn't, I didn't hear anything about he that. He was in the Lambo, of course. I like, just, I, you, know, <laughs> you know, he was in the Lambo. It was just after 3 a.m., you know, uh, nah, that's. I I don't I don't get these guys. Do you have the Do you, do you have the need for speed? <laughs> I know. Have you ever? No, I no I don't. That I, scares I me. haven't. That yeah. scares me. I, I know guys that need the the rush. I mean, I've definitely gone for, like on the tollway. You know, right? I felt like no one's around. Like I've definitely gone over a hundred miles yeah. before, and, and but the, it, it it feels weird and, I, I feel dangerous and like the way these cars are made like i remember driving my grandma's volvo that was given to me as my first car 1999 volvo i thought i was clean as hell ty back uh-huh. in the day coming sure. out of high school but you know you felt everything when you went 80 90 the car starts shaking I, yeah you felt everything <laughs> yeah. and it scared the crap out I've of had you, a few bro. cars like that yeah. yeah now i'm in a different car it's a 2018 so when you get around 85 90 it's still smooth yeah like you don't you don't yeah, feel it true. you don't feel it as much to where you can get you I'm, can sure, get, I'm, I'm sure 115 in the in the lambo feels like you're going 70 in a right in another car. so i i don't know and i don't want to know but jordan addison man like I, that's a hundred. He was going like a hundred miles over the speed limit. That's ridiculous. Like the incident remains an open investigation, but the rookie was issued with a citation. And yeah, I he was in a Lambo SUV. It wasn't even like you know one of the sports car Lambos. It was it was like a soccer mom Lambo. 
And it's like, bro, haven't you learned from all these other players making examples of themselves? Like, Henry Ruggs' life is over. Like, that's it for him. I don't think he'll ever play in the National Football League He's ever in jail, again. isn't he? Yeah, prison. I don't know how much time, prison, but man. prison. And with, with that, with seeing that, you think Roger Goodell and guys like that are going to play about these situations? Oh, they. I mean, think of all the talks that he just got out of in, like, rookie money camps and all the pre-draft process. That's basically all they do is talk to you about don't gamble and don't be an idiot. Yeah. Or make just – you know, like, make, do they still have Herm Edwards doing those talks? Oh, I'm sure. You know Herm Tony, Edwards. Tony Dungy. Yeah, and, yeah, all those OGs putting you on game like, hey, save your money. Hey, but we also can't assume just because you're very athletic and you've made it this far in the NFL that you're a smart person by any means. That's it's true. Very, stupid people are going to do stupid things. That's, that's true. You're, you're that right. happens in, in everyday life. It just, just because you have money instantly and you're famous doesn't mean you're making smart decisions. Yeah, yeah, because in a way it can make you even more stupid. Because yeah. now, now you have money, and now you think you're untouchable. Like you, you don't think, have to, yeah. You, you don't feel the need to like improve your your knowledge of the world. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, That's, no, there's, there's rich people that are like that. It's like, oh well, I have money, so yeah, like, I'll, I'll, I'll get myself out of it. It doesn't matter, you know. what I'm saying, which he probably he will get out of this. So I, I don't think this will be a learning moment for him. He what? He might get suspended a, a game. Yeah. Well, I, maybe two games, but yeah. like you still, he still have his his entire career in front of him. Like you're a rookie, this probably won't be a a learning moment for him. But I don't think he hasn't had any troubles before with like the law or anything, right? No, no, I don't think so. But now, this is to me, this is different than like the AI story you were telling me or the Jean Morant with you know he, that that is way more dumb than oh yeah. Then obviously what Jordan Addison was doing is dangerous, but. I, I still think he, he'll be all right. Yeah, yeah. As long as he just, you know, kind of wakes up a little bit. Yeah, and he's in a interesting situation this year because they don't have Adam Thielen anymore, and even though Adam Thielen lost a step or two being in his 30s, he was reliable, you know? It's a security blanket. Exactly, especially for Kirk Cousins. So now them bringing in Jordan Addison, him being their first-round pick, like, you're the first-round pick. They got a lot of high hopes for you, dog. So I get it. My my wife, she in Minnesota right now with my in-laws and my uh, uh, mother-in-law's family. I get it. Ain't much to do. Are they fans of the Vikings? Oh, yeah. Yeah, can't stand Kurt. Can't stand. I hope they watch the Netflix I still haven't watched it. Peep it. Check it out, dog. Check it out. Because me and Cam talked about it on Wednesday. It will change your view on Kurt Cousins. I've always liked Kurt Cousins. I, I've liked him, like the you like that yeah, stuff, like, that. like yeah, that's funny. But also, like I know that there's levels to this quarterback game, and if he was my franchise quarterback, I don't know how much faith I would have well, in similar, him to go to the Super it's Bowl. It's similar to how I feel as Dak with Dak. Uh, really? Yeah, I feel like it's a very like he's gonna win you games. Yeah. But he's not going to get you to that next level. And we're going to talk about that, sure you know, throughout will. the show, especially you being a Cowboys fan. I love your take on, you know, anything sports, especially on B and E. You do such a great job there. But yeah, dog, like Kirk Cousins, you gain a lot of respect for him watching this uh, uh, documentary that is produced by Peyton Manning on Netflix. Like he's just a down to earth guy. You know, he sees a shrink to kind of help him, his psyche and help his mental health because he knows what it takes to be a high-level NFL quarterback and he knows the pressure that comes with it. 
and he, like any athlete should, holds himself to a very high standard mm-hmm. and holds himself to be a very accountable person, but he also is objective with it and understands that, yo, man, I'm going to throw a pick every once in a while. We're going to lose games. I mean, and his own receiver came out and didn't put him in the top five quarterbacks in the NFL. I, I see, I don't know. I keep going back and forth on that. I don't know how I feel about that because I'm good with that if I'm Kirk I'm, Cousins. I'm, Just have, if I'm Kirk Cousins, I'm like, okay, that's true. Again, he he is objective about himself, so I could see him realizing, yeah, he's right. There, the guys that in plus the guys that Justin Jefferson named, they are way better than Kirk Cousins. But also, you got guys like Brandon Cooks and you know Stephon Gilmore who just got to the squad, haven't even played with Dak Prescott yet. They just been in practice and seen him around and how he carries himself in the locker room. They saying, oh, this guy, he's it. He's a guy that could take us to the Super Bowl and that. And then I hear you, who is very close to the Cowboys and watches every single game, every single snap. I want to believe discom- that. Yeah, and your discomfort is you're comparing them to Kurt. You're yeah. comparing Dak to Kurt for obvious reasons. He led the league in interceptions last year. So I mean, he's referred to as the black Kurt Cousins yeah. uh, by a lot of people. <laughs> Not just myself. <laughs> I mean, if you do like the blind stats, you know, or like, Guess who that that they they match up pretty pretty oh evenly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I feel like they have similar demeanors too. You know, with like the kind of like just like proud leader. Right. I, I feel like Kirk Cousins has the like respect. He does at the locker room though. Absolutely. The like, I don't know if you him. do you so you, do you get to see that in the yes the quarterback show? Yes, you see that he he says. You know, you like that because they all love that stuff. I mean, last year with the the chains. chains, Like, they they love him. He embraces that. He does a good job embracing it. But, yeah, man, like, you hear Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase just completely disrespected Pat Mahomes to back up his quarterback. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's pretty wild. That's wild, but I feel him. And there's a rivalry there with the Cincinnati Bengals and the Kansas City Chiefs, which, you know, Pat Mahomes, I like how he responded on ring night and stuff. And, and that's that, that's great for the NFL and for sports. Definitely. But, like, where do you draw the limit of being realistic and being a good teammate? You know, and I, it's, you know, it's whatever. It's good sports talk, but I don't mind what Justin Jefferson said. But there might be some people in that Minnesota locker room that do. I think it'd be a lot different if it if it was college football. You know, if you had if you had like if you had a receiver of of Texas being like, "Oh, now Caleb Williams, that's the best quarterback in the nation." Yeah. I would have much more issue with that. I mean, yeah. the NFL, at the end of the day, it's a business. You could end up be playing with that dude and two weeks you get traded just like that. That's so a good point. It's it's you know, yeah. I have to have some mutual respect, but I also think the Jamar whole Jamar Chase back to my home things. That's the NBA if NBA vacation of the NFL. Yeah. You know, they're trying to lean into those little Twitter spats and such in yeah. the season. And I like it. I like it. Like Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow, they go back winning national championships at LSU and stuff. So they have that's a, a good, very I mean, that's deep the, relationship. That's the number one rivalry in my mind in the NFL right now. Like the most fun to watch. I agree. I agree. I think even though it's not a traditional rivalry. I think coming up 
it can't. We'll, we'll get to what I think coming up. Okay. Uh, we'll get to what I think coming up on the rivalries, you know, in the NFL. What do you think is the best rivalry right now? We're not saying, you know, the classic Bears versus, you know, Packers and stuff. We know those are great rivalries. But it could Jordan, be one of those. Yeah, you, yeah Jordan Love, you know, Justin Fields. What's the best rivalry now? Let us know on the Specs text line, 512-337-3776. Fun football talk and sports talk already with Ty Henderson. Follow him on Twitter at Texas Guy Ty. Follow me on Twitter, ain't that underscore Zay. I am Zay Collier, Chad Hastings, still on vacation. We'll be back Monday. This is the horn. Chad and Zay. I don't know if anybody has ever sounded more cool moaning on a rap song than Master P. Welcome back to Chad and Zay on the Horn, 1049-1019, AM1260. I am Zay Collier. Ty Henderson's in the building. Follow him on Twitter at TexasGuyTy. Follow me on Twitter, ain't that underscore Zay. Ty, you mess with Master P? Oh, yeah, big time. Yeah. I mean, I like any Southern rap. Okay. No, so Louisiana, we got that covered. Yo, man, those battles, No Limit versus Cash Money, they weren't like battling. They weren't really dissing each other, but it was always a battle because New Orleans is small. Yeah. So, you know, know, the rap scene can only. Yeah, you know, and both of those guys moved. I want to say Birdman and Cash Money, they were in Miami a lot and. Master P was in Houston and California. I want to say that's a big reason why he got Snoop on the squad, which when they got Snoop, that that took them to a whole nother level because Snoop, you know, they, somehow Master P finessed Suge Knight. Like, that's a tough dude to finesse. <laughs> Suge Knight, you know what I'm saying? Suge Knight don't play at all. So Master P, we know he's a businessman, and we know his relationship with Ricky Williams. He's also low-key a cheater. I've never told this story on air so, fifth grade, two thousand and one, or you know, I was, I was, I think maybe I was in fourth grade playing up in fifth grade, AAU Nationals, Cocoa Beach, Florida, and you know, I've I've been seeing NBA talent since I was a kid. Like in that AAU Nationals tournament, Brandon Jennings was in that tournament. I remember seeing him play. Didn't know he was Brandon Jennings. Kind of figured that out like five years later, and uh-huh. kind of put the face to the person. And he was a lefty, and you know, we ended up playing them, and somehow we beat his team. And he was obviously the best player. He was the number one player in the in the nation. Yeah, the class, right? yeah, yeah. Ended up going overseas, and he was one of the first to go overseas and say, you know, this college thing, they ain't, we ain't making no money. It was around two thousand. 2007, so he was trying to make that paper, and it worked out for him. If he didn't get hurt, he'd probably still be playing. Lance Stevenson was also in that tournament. His team won the whole thing. He played on Team Next with uh, Urban Walker, who went to Florida. I want to say he's related to Kimball Walker, but, yeah, they're from New York, and he was ridiculous. But the team they beat, Ty, was the P. Miller All-Stars, masterpiece team that he coached with his son, Little freaking Romeo. You remember Little Romeo? Is that his son? Like, yeah, that's his rap- son. The rapper. rapper. That's his son. Romeo Miller. Yes, that's his son. I didn't never I never knew that. Yeah. And he could shoot it, but they had again, this was fifth grade. They had dudes that were 14 on the team. 
you know, grown ass men, mustaches, beards, and stuff like that. Like a dude had a Spencer Dinwiddie goatee. Like, dude, as a kid, as a fourteen year old kid, what do you, how do you feel about that? I, Not, Master like, P. When you're the one that you know you're cheating. It's like, yeah. do you think in your head, like, oh, I'm balling you, out right you now? You know how cheap it was, uh, Ty? This fool, Master P and Little Romeo, performed at our little banquet. You have a banquet before a every AAU Nationals. There's uh -huh. a banquet where uh, like, basically it's kind of like uh, Herm Edwards, the rookie talk. They but give you a talk. Y'all Master P? <laughs> yeah. yeah they, were like, they were like, okay, guys, after this talk, we tell y'all to stay in school and don't do drugs and all this other blah, blah, blah stuff. Now we got little Romeo and Master P performing. This dude's performing. Make him say, uh, little <laughs> Romeo's performing and stuff. That's I'm awesome. hype. I'm 10 years old. I'm hype. Then years later, I put it together like, yo, how cheap was that? Like, that's some serious cheating stuff right there. Like, I, it was very sketchy that Romeo got to perform and then played in the tournament because, again, it's national, so everybody's good to a certain point. Like, there's tears to this. But you know their path was a lot easier than others that yeah. were in the tournament. You know, they're probably playing teams from, you know, Nowheresville, Delaware, and stuff like that while we're playing Brandon Jennings. I had a similar experience one time in Las Vegas in a 7-on-7 seven -seven tournament where we played uh, Snoop Dogg's team. <laughs> And he he wasn't there, but his sons his son one of his sons was on the team, and they had a bus that was like Snoop Dogg branded. Oh yeah, and it, I mean it was pretty sick. But they we actually we beat them, but they were like taking they were like oh hey can we get a picture? We're taking pictures with all the teams we beat on the way to the championship, and you know like it was a we were a Westlake team that just one of the it was like a non it wasn't related with the high school directly. It was like a parent led seven on seven team. And they just definitely looked at us like, oh, we're going to cream these white boys. Oh, yeah. And we they just, had no respect for y'all. They literally said, we're getting a picture with every team we beat on the way to the championship. We're like, all right. So we'll, disrespectful. We'll give you a picture. Yeah. And then by the end of the game, they were they were trying to fight me. You know, like, Oh, yeah, of course. I, I was a bit of the enforcer. I, I went from playing O-line to 7-on-7 seven seven in a one-year span. So you can imagine how that how that looked. But. Oh, yeah. Yeah, those brothers, they weren't trying to lose you, you white boys and stuff, oh, especially yeah. since y'all are pulling up Ranges and Lamborghinis oh, no, we and were, stuff we were, like that. We were in Vegas. It was, it was an okay. Uber, Uber to the... Okay, I think okay. They, they, didn't, even, but. they didn't see the fruits of the Westlake labor. What, before Westlake, before, or Vegas, before you're 21, that was the first time I'd ever been. And obviously I wasn't. I was like 16. That was the worst experience. Never take your kids there. Really? Until they're... Of age. I, I love Vegas when I went there for basketball really? tournaments. Yes. What, just messing around the hotel and stuff like oh, that? Oh, yeah, yeah, we would cut up. I mean, there's things that you could do. We stayed downtown. We were, so we trying, to, stay we, on we were trying to figure out how to get hookers for, for oh, a while. Oh, my Lord. We're like, who's going who's gonna, to who's gonna be the guy that calls? <laughs> <laughs> Knowing well that it was never actually going to happen, but the, the whole the idea of it was uh, – yeah. It was pretty cool for a 16-year-old. Yo, I, I've always thought it was crazy. Like, they have mad tournaments in Vegas, basketball tournaments, and obviously the NBA G League's there. But for AAU and select ball and stuff, I had no idea when I was in high school Vegas was the spot. Like, those were some of the biggest tournaments. I mean, what's the, the new eyeball thing? I'm sure they'll have yeah, stuff in there. Right. That's like a venue of sorts right yeah 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 that's very cool so yeah man a little throwback to memory lane master p you're a legend but you're also a cheater dog don't think i will <laughs> ever forget that yeah it was 20 years ago but yeah y'all are cheating y'all's ass off in coco beach florida aau nationals what?
Was your pops the coach in your team? Yeah. Oh, man. He was. It, it's good. We were in the way cheating because CC is like elite level coaching, like high school IQ. And think about him coaching against fifth graders and like other AAU coaches <laughs> and stuff. Like he, it was like some Greg Popovich type stuff. Yeah. Like it was, That's how he like, was completely out coaching everybody. That's how we rolled on and got 12th place out of 144 teams. When I was playing, sorry to interrupt, to continue this walk down no, the no, lane, could, but, uh, but when I was, I played for the Southwest Dogs growing up because I lived off Brody Lane. Already. Um, and I grew up with Kamali Aquina, Dwayne Aquina's, one of his sons. So he would always come and like coach us, and he could tell that he would, we were just it would just piss him off because I mean you're used yeah, he to came from like the world class. Yeah. He's used to coaching the Texas DBs, and he'd come to us, and he's like, oh, yeah, I just I can't do this guy. I'm just to stand on the sideline, and like we're like, come on, Coach Aquina, like yeah. Help us out. Well, but, uh, Coach Aquina's kids went to Bowie. Yeah, well, com- they before they moved, yeah, moved back before to they moved. Stanford. Yeah, he went like to Stanford he, his, and stuff. yeah, yeah commonly he went to like Clint Small, one of those right. middle schools or whatever. But. Yeah, I think he went to Bowie for maybe a year or so, and then his older brother is probably around job. your age, though, right? I don't remember him. He went to Northern Arizona, mm. um, played quarterback there. But okay, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't think that's he good family that though. Bowie. Coach yeah. Keno's a good guy, very good guy, and he's. Man, he's a legend. If you ask anybody from Rod Babers to Michael Griffin, all those guys, they give Dwayne Aquino so much credit for how good he made those teams. Like He's a big reason why DBU became DBU here at the 40 Acres. His coaching and his guidance and stuff, elite level. Is he still at Stanford? I don't know. He's got to be pretty old. He's got to be pretty old at this point. Yeah, somebody let us know. Specs text line five one two three three seven three seven seven six. Ty, I wanted to get your thought on since you're a Cowboys fan, the Zach Martin situation. Zach Martin, if you don't know the guard for the Cowboys, he will not be reporting to Cowboys training camp because he wants to renegotiate his contract with him being the best guard in the NFL. You could ask Madden. You could ask him being an all-pro last year. You could ask the rankings for guards from the execs, coaches, players, and you know uh, just different scouts. Everybody has Zach Martin, number one. And he isn't getting paid like a number one guard. And I think it's because of his age. He's making $14 million And you got guys like Chris Lindstrom and uh, Quentin Nelson making $20 million. And out of all the linemen in the league, he's 34, 31st, excuse me, and getting paid. He needs more money. Even with him being 32. Yeah. I mean,. You can play high level guard till your mid thirties. Okay, I say if you extend him for three, four more years, I'd feel comfortable with that. I mean, his injury—he doesn't really have a very strong injury history. I know he missed a few games, like what two years ago, um, when we were—I mean, he started games at right tackle. That's a guy I, that I noticed as a Cowboys fan. If he's not playing, the com- offense is completely out of out of funk. Yeah. So I, I think the worry—I think this is part of the reason why they kept that little extra cap space. You no, know, because they've been talking to like the New Cockpins, Dalvin Cooks, like, oh, they have the Cowboys have some of the most cap space, but it it you need it for situations like this. Yeah, and this season you can't have him disgruntled. Like this is your best opportunity to get to Vegas and play, play for a Super Bowl. Now, I know a lot needs to go into it, but that's for every team in the NFL. Like, everybody has to be clicking on all cylinders, and you need a little luck to go with that. But if 
you're Mike McCarthy and you said what you said early on after the season when Kellen Moore got the boot and now he's in Los Angeles with the Chargers and you said we're going to be more run-focused this season. And if you're Zach Martin and you hear that, that means that's more responsibility for you. Yeah. And if that's the case, you know, you don't have guys in that running back room that you could really trust over the course of the full season, including the playoffs. And I'm including Tony Pollard. Like with him getting hurt last year and now Zeke's gone. and He's, he's never been a lead back. The, yes, he's never been the bell cow running back. Even I know that's a way. Yeah, what, at Memphis? Yeah. Yeah, he wasn't that. Him they and Daryl Henderson. Exactly. So now – Ronald Jones, okay. Deuce Vaughn, yeah, we love him. I mean, you know, coming from Cedar Ridge, definitely love Malik him. Malik Davis is a name to look out for. I I always had liked him a little bit. I didn't think he, he got enough last run last year. year. I thought he should have got a little bit more run than Zeke at times. I mean, that dude, he started over Damian Pierce at Florida. So talking about, you know, Tony Pollard, right. Dale Henderson splitting time. He got more carries than Damian Pierce of Florida. Yeah, and I know year, I know a lot of ago. Cowboys fans are probably wondering why aren't they making a move on Dalvin Cook? You I know, do. and you know if like you're saying, if they think Malik Davis could step up and be that, you know, thunder and lightning along with Tony Pollard, then who knows? But That's at the, the end of the day, it rides on Dak Prescott. They're both the, Davis and Pollard very similar players, though. I mean, Davis is what like five nine. Tony Pollard, he's a taller guy, but he's still not. That's we're, we're going to be missing a little punch with within the running. Yeah, back there's room. no bruiser, and I don't count on Ronald Jones to even make the roster. I'm being honest. Even though I was in a Madden franchise online franchise with him last year. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> how was that? How'd that go? Oh well, Jacob Standard, who you know works does video here at the station. Yeah, shout uh, out Jacob. He. Uh, <laughs> He invited, he's like, oh, yeah, I'm in this Madden League with these guys up in Dallas. They have a podcast, network, whatever. They're like, record all their games. They have this big Discord. And then he's like, oh, I figured out, like, that, that, R, it was like RJ, you know, two, 2K20, or I don't know. So it's similar to Ronald Jones. And it's like, yeah, that's, that's Ronald Jones. And he whooped my ass like <laughs> 85 to 7. They were took it for, I had to quit the league. You know, I thought I was decent. Oh, my God. And these man. dudes were like, no mercy, like Ronald Jones put up like eighty. Yeah, see, he has a different advantage than you do. The but then, been the but there was one week they were like, they were like, "Hey man, uh, like at I think he was, uh, I think it was the Chiefs. It was like at Chiefs, like, hey, I, can we play today? And he's like, Nah, bro, I got a game. He's like, Yeah, no, you're you're playing me. He's like, Nah, I like, I got, really got I, a game. I, I, I got, I got, I'm playing for the Chiefs today. <laughs> Oh, yo, he finessed that I, I, ring. But in my head, I was like, you're not playing today, Ronald. Come on, you got time. Yeah, he finessed that ring. <laughs> Seriously. I, I dig guys like that. Just jump on the team anytime. Did of he the get year. a did he get a ring with the, the Bucks too? Oh yeah. So yeah. Yeah. yeah so he's two, iced he's out. Got two rings. Yeah, he's iced <laughs> out, man. He should thank Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady for the rest of his life. But that's Ty Henderson. Follow him on Twitter at Texas Guy Ty. I am Zay Collier. This is Chad and Zay. Chad Hastings on vacation. We'll be back Monday. This is the Horn, 1049-1019-AM1260-HornFM.com. Chad and Zay.
Wrapping up the first hour on a Friday, July 21st. Chad and Zay on the horn, 1049-1019, AM1260. I am Zay Collier. Chad Hastings on vacation. So I'm joined by Ty Henderson. <laughs> Texas guy Ty on Twitter. And, yeah, I had to uh, troll Ty a little bit because Ty is a huge LeBron hater. So I had to, you know, rock the LeBron shirt today. It's <laughs> one of the first things I noticed when I saw you today. I can I can, can oh, believe. Oh, man. That, is that like an old LeBron James logo? Oh, yeah. Is that it, still what he's... That's still the logo. Yeah, really? It's yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. The, the, um, yeah, it's an old shirt. This is like Miami. That was... Miami oh. era. You just can't you can't diss my boy Dirk like they did coughing in the tunnel. What do you mean? That's if that didn't happen, y'all might not have that ring in 2011. That lit another fire into the team and Dirk. That's bulletin board material, in my opinion, because he still talks about that to this day. Probably, yeah, I'm still talking about it. Piss yeah, me off. he should. He should. It should have pissed you off though, because again, it y'all came up. Y'all won the championship. And I again, if that didn't happen, like everybody should be motivated in the NBA Finals for obvious reasons. But just any extra motivation can help. Like, ask Michael Jordan. He got pissed off for walking in the restaurant, seeing George Carl before the 96 Finals, them having the North Carolina relationship, George Carl knowing Dean Smith and such, Jordan playing for Dean Smith. And Jordan said, what up to him? And George Carl didn't even acknowledge him. And Jordan said, okay. All right, cool. I got stuff for your ass, Sean Kemp, Rain Man, Gary the Glove. Everybody going to get it. And he got his full ring because of it. So that coffin thing is iconic for the Mavs in a good way. And that was the last, I mean, maybe Toronto, similar team to win. But, like, the last, like, team without, like, a really, the biggest, one of the biggest stars in the league. Without, like, LeBron or Steph Curry or Jokic this year. I feel like that was more of an old Old head like Jason Kidd, Sean Marion, Deshaun Stevenson, Brian Cardinal, like Jay Terry. Brian Cardinal. Oh man, Peja. Oh Peja. Like, I mean, I modeled my jump shot after Peja. Did you really? He's my favorite player ever. So you Kirk. would, so you would shoot that thing behind your head a little bit. Yeah, with the kick out. Yo, he his jumper's so pure. Like I, 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 I was really hoping his son would go to Texas. Yeah, where's he? He's going to Stanford. Stanford. Yeah. By the way, somebody said Dwayne Kina. He go. He's uh, coaching at Arizona now. Okay. So yeah, I think the family lives out there. Yeah. Yeah. Going back to our first segment where we talked about what's the best NFL rivalries right now. And you said Ty, Bengals, and Chiefs, that's the best one. And I agree. We got some people on the Specs text line saying Kansas City versus Buffalo. I can't knock that, especially, you know, their battles. And, you know, I always think about Stefan Diggs just standing there at Arrowhead on the field like 20 minutes, it seemed like, after the game was over and just taking in the loss and that feeling that they had not getting to the Super Bowl and watching Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey hoist that AFC championship trophy. So I I get that. Um, This season, though, and a lot of people have said this, these two teams, but especially this season and kind of like what we talked about uh, in that second segment, Ty, the Cowboys and Eagles, man. Like that's probably the most traditional rivalry. That's still, you know, it's, exactly. it's still there. Both teams are. 
on a yearly basis. Yeah, because pretty good. both teams arguably are going to be fighting to get to the Super Bowl. Like, I put the Eagles first in the NFC, San Francisco, and then the Cowboys. But I think Cowboys are right there. They are right there, in my opinion. And with the moves Steven and Jerry made this offseason, bringing guys like Hux over, keeping Dan Quinn, bringing Stephon Gilmore over, you know, a lot rides on that. Big Mike, he's got to be all him and Dak. They got to be in sync with the play calling. You know, it's, it's something about, which I think about it with Steve Sarkeesian, it's something about a head coach calling plays and also worrying about everything else that comes with a head coach. And when you're at the University of Texas and you coach the Dallas Cowboys and just how much attention you get. you got to be next level. you got to be next yeah, level. I mean, exactly. Let's, who, let's say some of the coaches that do do that, what, Sean Payton? Yeah. He's next level. Yeah, but like New I Orleans like, doesn't get that attention that or no. now Denver, they don't get saying, that attention that the, the Cowboys do. The ability to actually do it successfully. For sure. Uh, without the yeah, the attention makes it even harder. That and that's the Is thing. That your point? Like yeah, yeah that, that's kind of my main point. Like can he deal with all the crap that goes in, same with Sark. He's still dealing with it. Five and seven, uh, eight and five, okay, better, but still, uh can he deal with that? Clock's in the last ticking. year in the Big 12 going to the SEC, it's same thing for Mike McCarthy. So, yeah, man, I the Eagles, Cowboys, I think that's going to be iconic for years to come. Dak Prescott, Jalen Hurts, like that rivalry I'm there. still not sold completely on Jalen Hurts. I know I'm laughing saying it because it's ridiculous because he was MVP candidate last year, but I want to see two years in a row. Okay. Like, I know right now, yeah, you're better than Dak Prescott. But I want to, if you're going to get to that Mahomes, Josh Allen level, I don't even think he's on that Justin Herbert level yet. Ooh. My, just as a pure quarterback. Yeah. I mean, he has so many weapons. And now with change, with Justin Herbert, he's going to go through his change too, you know, having Kellen Moore there. But now your offensive coordinator is gone in Philadelphia. And even Both though, the coordinators are gone there. Exactly. And even though Sirianni – he calls the plays, you know. That guy. <laughs> Even though he calls the plays, that guy is like the worst. Can he adjust, Jalen Hurts? Can he adjust to the loss of a couple of guys defensively? They lost Hargrave, Gardner Johnson. He's in Detroit, so that's going to set them back too. Which I don't think a lot of people are paying attention to. Hopefully, like, teams can start to figure out that QB sneak deal this year too. Uh, that it, that pisses me off yeah i'm like yeah. i'm like can we can the cowboys not run that yeah yeah let's get Ser- to the, seriously <laughs> let's get to the crap bag chad's crap bag crap bag if you need an easy way to remember it just think of a bag of crap yeah everybody and their mama hates that qb sneak in the national football league except for eagles fans the crap bag brought to you by audiovisual consultations 512-255-8678 or go to avconsultations.com and a little nba talk right here deandre ayton the big man for the suns is Kind of in the hot seat as a player, if you want to say that. And he was interviewed in his home in the Bahamas, and he kept it real. He understands where he was at. He understands his season last year wasn't up to par. Damn sure wasn't up to par for a former number one pick. And I wouldn't say he's a bust, but he hasn't lived up to what we thought he was going to be coming out of Arizona. And he told the news in the Bahamas, I can feel the whole world hating me. My goal this summer, this whole summer, is to change the narrative. And 
It'll, it's a lot easier to change that narrative when you have a lot more weapons on the team, getting rid of Chris Paul, who's washed, and now bringing in Bradley Beal to go along with Devin Booker and Kevin Durant. So overall, their roster's still a little, uh, I don't know, like Bo Bo, if he's your next best player after that, I you know what? Yeah. that's tough. If he's your sixth man, I don't know. Like They traded campaign too, right? Yeah, he's with the Spurs now. They got Eric Gordon from the Clippers and you know he was with Houston too and that that's good veteran leadership but I don't know Ty like it looks good that's a really good big three if you're looking at Beal, Booker and KD but I I don't know if that's going to get them over the hump I don't have much faith in this team I think they're the next best team in the West right there with Denver and I think you know kind of like just talking about with Gardner Johnson and Hargrave leaving in Philadelphia I think that Bruce Brown being traded to uh, Indiana that's going to hurt them a little bit I don't know if Christian Brown will be able to step up I think that's what they're counting on Christian Brown to step up and be what Bruce Brown was this year but Bruce Brown was huge for the Denver Nuggets in the playoffs and now that's more pressure on Michael Porter Jr. and Aaron Gordon so Again, like going back to Phoenix, like I don't know if they need more on the bench because KD, he's up there in his mid-30s now. He can't be clocking in over 35 minutes a game. He's playing – he's probably not even clocking over 35 games next year in the regular season. I guarantee you. What mean? Why are you saying that? Because he never – he doesn't play. Because load management. No, I'm talking he'll get hurt. Oh, man, come on. I don't want him to. I love KD. But it's just, you know, uh, like history repeats itself. He's had – when he just slipped and busted ass, I wouldn't be. Su- I wouldn't be surprised if he's on a different team. Stop by midseason. Stop! Come on! I wouldn't. I mean, do you think two years ago when he was in the conference finals with the Nets? Do you think we'd be at this point where we are right now, with literally I, every player that was on that team is gone? Yeah, yeah. Except for Nick Claxton. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I think he'll be on the Suns the whole season. But I do get your point. He has demanded trades multiple times, and we know his you know path in the NBA is different from others. But I, I think he's going to stick this out because I think him and Booker are really tight. I always see them on FaceTime together and stuff. He'll play and... for at least one more team before he retires. Damn. I guarantee that. Wow. And I also like Golden State more than Phoenix. I think, wow. they're, I think they're the second best team. Wow. Interesting. With Chris Paul. And no Jordan Poole, which I think I would have rather it's have a good Jordan thing. Poole than Chris Ooh, Paul. Uh, I'm not saying for a career. At this point of Chris Paul's career, 38 years old, and Jordan Poole. Like, he has to give you minimal. You just have to keep him healthy. and he Which, be- like, what I'm like, well, how you feel about KD is how I feel about Chris Paul. No, he's Paul. not going to be healthy. That's not. I don't think that's going to happen. But it, he doesn't have the pressure that he had in Phoenix on his shoulders. True. He's you not. Know, he can be that sixth. He's, he's going to start, but he's going to play with the second unit. If you're Steve Kerr, that's a bad move. And I, I don't think Steve Kerr I, – I think he has enough off backbone. Yes. I think he has enough backbone to let Chris Paul know and respect because, you know, Steve Kerr's been around the block. Obviously, he's won as a coach. But going back to the Jordan days and going back to his Spurs days, winning rings with him and being under Pop and Phil Jackson, I think Steve Kerr could go to Chris Paul in a very respectful way and let him know, bruh, you got to come off the bench. Well, I mean, I think that would work, though, with all those young guys they have that have had you know, a little bit yeah. of trouble getting going. Because Clay can't guard like he used to. No. And he can't guard threes. I wouldn't be surprised if Clay's on a different team by the trade deadline. Wow. 
Think about Sacramento. Think about Dallas. That would be crazy. Because talk about a guy that loved Golden State. Like it'll, I think it'll be really hard. He's going to be the first. Or he's going to be the first one to go, unless they. I mean, I think there's a chance they all stay there for their entire careers, which would be crazy. I like I don't it. Think we've, I don't think we've ever seen that before in the right, NBA. Right. I like it. I like it. He is Ty Henderson. I am Zay Collier. We'll be back for hour two. This is the Horn. Chad and Zay. 1049-1019 AM twelve sixty. Stream it at hornfm.com.